0: How's it going, guys? So this is a very difficult question for physiology for step one, albeit exceedingly high yield. This graph is called a nomogram. It is on the offline material for step one. However, I have had students get this question on the real deal. Okay, so they've had the nomogram. All right, I'm not joking. So it's something we need to cover. Now we could make this a 46 minute clip, talk about every little fucking detail about every answer choice here but I'm going to stay consolidated. So before we get started, please subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. Give the video a like, really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical. M-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical, link is down below. Find me on Telegram. Recently created Telegram group and channel. Links are down below. Now let's start the fucking clip. So 55-year-old dude, one month history of increased urination and thirst. Serum sodium elevated at 147 milligrams per deciliter. Normal range is 135 to 145. Urine-specific gravity is dilute. It's low at 1.003. Now, it's been to my observation across NBME exams for step one and step two. Urine-specific gravity will go from 1.000 up to 1.030, okay? Now, 1.000 to about 1.005 is very dilute urine. You see that in psychogenic polydipsia as well as diabetes insipidus. Urine that's concentrated up at around 1.026 to 1.030, very fucking concentrated. So that's dehydration or SIDH. You say, I don't get it. That's weird. Why is there that scale? No fucking idea. Okay. It could be an easy eight second Google search, zero interest. So This question is asking, uh, what is the most likely mechanism for this patient's findings as exhibited by the nomogram? Now, I said this is a very difficult question because this patient actually does have diabetes insipidus, but it's the wrong fucking answer in this case. You need to know hypercalcemia can cause nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. Google it. It's not my fucking opinion. And it's on one of the new NBME exams for step one, okay? Okay. They give hypercalcemia, and the answer is diabetes insipidus. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, you can get diabetes insipidus. So uh, hypercalcemia can cause renal damage. So this patient has nephrogenic diabetes insipidus due to high calcium here. But it's not the answer, because we're asking what's causing the high calcium in relation to low PTH? Why do we have this relationship here? So let's just walk through the answer choices. So diabetes insipidus, wrong answer, but due to the hypercalcemia. Uh, next answer, diabetes mellitus, wrong fucking answer. No relation to this question whatsoever. It's just a distractor, okay? I mean, if anything, in diabetes mellitus, and DKA, you can get a decreased serum sodium. Okay, long discussion. But in DKA, you can get decreased serum sodium, high serum potassium, low total body potassium, low serum bicarb, low pH, low CO2. You're breathing it off to compensate. We're going to stay consolidated. Uh, Choice C osteomalacia, wrong fucking answer. This is vitamin D deficiency Okay, in adults, uh, rickets in children. So if we had vitamin D deficiency, we'd have decreased small bowel absorption of calcium. So calcium would be low, not high. So instantaneously, you know it's the wrong answer. And PTH will go up to compensate because of the low calcium. So the dot would be, this blue dot would be in the upper left corner, up here, if they want osteomalacia. Okay, this is really high yield. This is on the offline step one material. Where the answer is osteomalacia, and this dot in this location, high PTH with low calcium, is also the same location for secondary hyperparathyroidism, which is renal failure. Okay, very high yield for USMLE, but wrong fucking answer in this case. Choice D, metastatic malignancy, is our correct answer. This guy has prostate cancer. We just make the assumption: a guy mid fifties and older who has malignancy. Uh, It's going to be prostate cancer. You say, but wait, where are you getting the malignancy from? Why? I'll tell you. Metastatic malignancy can cause high calcium, okay? I mean, uh, metastases to bone can cause focal cytokine release. That causes release of calcium from bone. Now, prostate cancer is notably, causes osteoblastic metastases, but you can still get hypercalcemia in the setting of metastases. So they could have given you a 68-year-old woman who has history of breast cancer, and she has high serum calcium. And you want to think metastatic malignancy, okay? Uh, and this isn't perineoplastic. I mean, it's tangential discussion as far as like OMG. Could you get squamous cell carcinoma in the lungs secreting PTHRP? In that case, endogenous PTH should actually be low, okay, if we have PTHRP secretion. Renal cell carcinoma can also secrete PTHRP. But the point is, you need to know metastatic malignancy can cause hypercalcemia, very important cause of high calcium, and PTH will be suppressed, okay? uh and i don't have it as an answer choice here but i just want to quickly tell you tangentially that osteoporosis uh it's going to be in the normal range all your lab values are normal normal calcium normal phosphate normal pth uh choice e paget disease wrong fucking answer this is going to be normal calcium with a normal pth it would also be in the normal box here we would have an isolated increase in serum alkaline phosphatase okay so uh, Patage disease, they don't have to give you this stereotypical uh, presentation of uh, older male whose hat doesn't fit him anymore, has tinnitus due to narrowing of the acoustic formula. Um, patch disease of bone is often discovered incidentally. If they happen to do a CT uh, for whatever reason of the head, I've seen it where a guy hits his head in his bathroom. They do his non-contrast CT to the head looking for a bleed. They see uh, heterogeneous uh, osteoblastic, osteoclastic uh, lesions, and that's just incidental passage disease of bone. uh, Increased serum ALP, you're going to check serum ALP levels. Wrong fucking answer, as I just said. Final answer, primary hypoparathyroidism. I mean, clearly that makes no sense because although PTH is low here, you'd have low calcium, okay? Uh, Primary hypoparathyroidism will be the answer if we have a thyroidectomy where we've removed the parathyroid glands. You could conjecture or assert that you say, well, isn't that iatrogenic, that's secondary. I mean, we have low PTH in that setting causing low calcium. When you remove the, uh, when you do a thyroidectomy, you can simultaneously remove the parathyroid glands, okay, and you're going to get low PTH and low calcium as a result, very fucking high yield. Um, And also primary hypoparathyroidism could be um, the George syndrome, where you have aplasia of the third and fourth pharyngeal pouches, okay, that's also very high yield you know the deal. I'm going to continue to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel and I appreciate your time. That's it.